A recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your neighborhood store. Why fight the lines at the big box chains when Little General Convenience Stores has what you need? Selling only the best quality brands like Gorelick Farms, Boston Salads, Prepared Foods, KM, and Purdue. Little General also sells lottery, tobacco products, and yes, of course, your stop for your daily newspapers. Weekly specials change every Monday, so check online at littlegeneral.com for this week's specials. Plus, littlegeneral.com is the place to go for the delicious recipes you heard here on a recipe for a good day. So whether you're picking up food or products for your home, or if you're looking for food or coffee on the go, shop your neighborhood store. Little General Convenience Stores, open eight days a week. Wednesday food get together. It's recipe for a good day. Brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores. You know it as your convenience store with more. Look around, you'll find one in your neighborhood with always great specials. Boy, I took advantage last week of the specials they had, and I got to tell you, oh my goodness, here it is. Uh, Wednesday, we went there Friday evening and picked up a pound of that Hummel Brothers oven brown turkey breast that was on sale. What a great product. Amazing sandwiches. And it's already all gone. And we mixed it with that Cabot um, mild cheddar uh, cheese that they had on sale, freshly sliced at the deli. Oh, my goodness. With some mustard and some of those uh, delicious bulky rolls. What great lunch meat that was. If you see that sale again, you got to take part of it. But we've got more great specials to tell you about today here on Recipe for a Good Day. We'll get to those in a moment. We do like to uh, start out with a shout out, a seal of approval here uh, on Recipe for a Good Day. A uh, tradition that was uh, started by our original uh, co-host Gary McLaughlin. We try to continue it. I don't woo like Gary used to. But we do have Roger, uh, thankfully, finishes the upfront program. And uh, before he does uh, go to the old Pillsbury Ranch, uh, what we have is he runs out to the Peters River, where he is right now, getting whiskers out. And uh, he's shaking it off. Uh, he's, yeah, shake, a good boy. He's shake, I see him, uh, you know, like a dog shakes after a bath. That's what uh, whiskers does when he comes out of the river. Uh, we have a seal approval for you today. For all the hard-working folks who kept our streets clean during the snow, and they'll be back at it on Friday. A lot of scrambling to uh, get the uh, units uh, heavy with their plows and, of course, their road treatments. And they had a long night, but, uh, boy, we were able to get to work nice and easy, and the community streets look great. And uh, they have another round likely on the way Friday. So here he comes. Hi, Whiskers. Hi. Ah, thank you, Roger. Yes, indeed. And he looks ready to go today. So Whiskers, Whiskers, here we go. Seal of approval. 
There he is. Whiskers with a seal approval for all those who worked hard to uh, keep the uh, streets uh, clean and safe during the snow. And, uh, yeah, they'll be back at work on Friday. A special seal of approval to the guy who spent his uh, birthday night plowing. I'm sure not the way uh, he and his wife planned to spend such a milestone birthday. But happy birthday, Richard Severia, out there working on his birthday night. To keep the streets clean. Um, great job, though. Great job by the communities. All right. We have some specials, special specials for you this week. How about that? Special specials. And what makes it so special? The ribeye steaks. Yes, on sale for $9.89 a pound. The piece there is a song of uh, steaks, the ribeye steaks available at Rogero Convenience Stores. Shoulder Roast also on sale for $5.89 a pound. <clears throat> the uh, lunch is special by a uh, lunch meat special from uh, Hummer Brothers. If you like ham, you're going to love their ham off the bone. Remember, when you get that freshly sliced at the deli, you can get a slice as thick or thin as you'd like. And uh, we're going to utilize that in one of the recipes we'll share with you today, that him off the bone by Hummel Brothers. Corn beef round. Yeah, that's right. Hummel Brothers corn beef round available $9.89 a pound. And just in time, it is March 1st, so welcome to a new month. And uh, we are uh, just uh, about uh, 16 days away from your St. Patrick's Day dinner. Now, I don't know. Some people uh, don't like the trivialization or the Americanization of St. Patrick's Day, but I think it's okay to talk about corned beef and cabbage, but you never know what ruffles feathers today in this society. But corned beef and cabbage, if you do make it, I guess you can make it for other days as well, but it's a staple of a St. Patrick's Day you can buy it now. We're going to talk about corned beef in just a few moments. Uh, we have the shoulder roast. We mentioned that on sale. Purdue carving turkey breast, eight eighty nine a pound. And from Central Falls, we have the baked loaf on sale for four eighty nine a pound. From Central Falls, provision baked loaf on sale for. 89 a pound. You're looking for a nice uh, seafood and shrimp salad? Boston Salads has it for you at Little General Convenience Stores everywhere for $8.49 a pound. Pork sausage on sale for $4.89 a pound. We're going to be talking about pork sausage in combination with the large white eggs. And I know eggs is something that people are talking about everywhere in the big box chains and the prices getting out of control. Well, Little General Convenience Stores and their suppliers has large white eggs, a dozen on sale for just $3.99 a dozen. That's right, $3.99 for large white eggs. Chicken pies are available from Wright's Farm. That's right, you don't have to go to Wright's Farm for a chicken pie. You can get it right at your house. Buy it at Little General Convenience Stores. These are 26-ounce chicken pies for just $13.89 a pound from Rice Chicken Farm to Little General Stores to your kitchen. The chicken pies for just $13.89. And uh, Autocrat Coffee Syrup, the staple of Rhode Island, the pride of Rhode Island, the official drink here in Rhode Island. Coffee milk by Autocrat for $99 for the pints of coffee syrup by, of course, the one and only Autocrat. Gorelick Farm has their whole milk on sale for $5.99 a gallon at Little General Stores. It goes great with coffee syrup. One thing you need, I'll tell you, for a recipe for coffee milk is coffee syrup and, yes, you do need whole milk or 1% or 2% or skim milk. But bottom line is you need milk. 
to make coffee milk. You can't get it at little general convenience stores. Stick around. We'll be back here in a moment. This is your recipe for a good day. Brought to you, of course, by little general convenience stores. Recipe for a good day brought to you by Loyal General Convenience Stores with locations for your shopping needs throughout the Blackstone Valley. Two-in-one socket, Manville Road, and Cumberland Hill Road. Great Road, North Smithfield, Chapel Street in Boroughville, and Central Avenue in Pawtucket. Always hot, always fresh coffee stations to get your day started. Grab-and-go meals perfectly prepared for you, whether it's for an easy lunch to get you through your work day or to make an easy, satisfying dinner to end your day. And of course, delicious deli items from top-of-the-line lunch meats to top-of-the-line steak and chicken products. Oh, and of course, always fresh ground hamburg. Stay up to date on each week's sale items by going online at littlegeneral.com, your convenience store with more. Little General, where you always get a smile, a please, and a thank you. Open every day, including today. Proud sponsors of Recipe for a Good Day, Little General Convenience Stores. All right, Little Joe Convenience Stores, look around. You'll find one in your neighborhood. Once upon a time at the dollar store, somebody asked what I was thankful for. It took me a second to reply. No, it wasn't that long, I can't lie. I hunkered down and I stared him in the eye. When's the last time you had a biscuit dry? You can hear a pin drop at that dollar store. When I said the thing I'm most thankful for is butter. You can put it on cornbread and biscuits too There's so much that you can do Maybe green peas, butter's heaven sent Butter for mayor, butter for president Cast your boat with your taste buds Butter, butter, butter makes it better Boy, time to get it turning Butter, butter, butter the grease to keep the world turning You might have a grand butter makes the world go round, both as a lubricant and as a delicious cooking tool. And we're going to utilize, I'm sure, some of that butter as we talk about an exquisite, see that, exquisite? Yes, an exquisite sale product, large white eggs on sale, $3.99 a dozen. The thing I probably heard the most about food is eggs, 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 eggs. Why are the price of eggs so high? Well, little general convenience stores and their suppliers are providing large white eggs for just $3.99 a dozen. So let's take a look at a few things that we can make. Of course, there's so many things you can make, and everybody seems to have their favorite. But we're going to offer a few offerings that made out of variety to your kitchen. And we're going to talk first about, of course, what goes great with eggs, bacon. Bacon and eggs casserole is where we're starting. It's a fast to fix and a great hit with your family and friends. And it's a uh, favorite uh, if you want to serve it with some fruit salad, maybe some hot muffins, maybe a croissant, an excellent after church meal, or even before church delight. Here's your ingredient list for some bacon and eggs casserole for bacon strips. You're going to use about a dozen large eggs. Uh, one cup of 2% milk here in this recipe, one cup of shredded cheddar cheese, one cup of sour cream, a quarter cup of sliced green onions, and one to one and a half teaspoons of salt, depending on how salty you like your meal. And, of course, lower sodium means a healthier uh, food, uh, and a half teaspoon of pepper. Uh, easy directions here. You're going to get out your large skillets. You're going to cook that bacon as you would. Now, I like to cook my bacon 
in the oven. I use the broiler rack. Uh, the grease from the bacon drips right down. A single layer of strips. Um, I tend to go about, um, it depends on how thick the particular slices of bacon are. If they're a thinner slice, I'll go 350. If they're a thicker slice, I'll go 375. And I'll put them in the oven, uh, preheat the oven. I'll lay them out in a single layer. Uh, 15 minutes on one side, take it out, flip them over, 15 minutes on the other side. And then, of course, the paper towel, bacon, paper towel stack system to ensure that it uh, gets nice and flat and it drains out that extra grease as well. Um, so I do take about an hour to cook a pound of bacon that way, but it comes out absolutely perfect. And you don't have to keep draining that skillet pan uh, because you don't want the bacon cooking in its own grease. It gets hot, it gets hard, it gets burnt. Um, and, of course, if you do save your bacon uh, drippings, it's easy. Once you're done cooking on a broiler pan, you just uh, take the bacon off, take the top of the pan off with the slots in it. And you can just pour the bacon grease into a nice uh, empty jar, put the lid on it. And you can keep it in the refrigerator for future use. I'll tell you, if you're going to be cooking a ham steak or something like that, a little bacon grease in the pan as your pan lubricant uh, to avoid sticking and tearing is a delicious add-on. I don't know about the health quality, but it's a delicious add-on to your uh, ham steaks instead of, say, butter or some other thing. Um, the other thing, I have used uh, bacon grease before. Instead of buttering a turkey under the skin, I used bacon grease, and that was another uh, delicious, delicious flavor to your cooked turkey. So it does have a lot of applications. You just got to make sure that you are refrigerating because it is a, a protein, of course. Um, so you can cook the bacon in the skillet if you wish. Um, you're still going to paper towel it to drain. I like to use uh, that broiler pan and uh, actually cook it in the oven myself. Um, a large bowl is what you're going to need next to take the eggs and beat them. Beat them, beat them, beat them. Add in your milk, your cheese, your sour cream, your onions, your salt, and your pepper. And you're going to pour it into a greased baking dish. And again, if you've made that uh, bacon, you have some grease. You could actually use that baking grease to grease your um, your glass baking dish. Uh, meanwhile, the bacon you have cooked, give it a crumble, sprinkle it on top of the mixture, and bake it uncovered. 325, you'll notice that knife gets inserted in the center, comes out nice and clean. It should be roughly 40 to 45 minutes. Just remember to let your product stand for about five minutes uh, before you enjoy that bacon in eggs casserole. Sometimes it's fun just to have a different presentation at your dinner, breakfast, or lunch table. And a fun way to do that is, I think it's a little underutilized, but we're going to use the old muffin tins. Yes, those individual muffin tins, and we're going to make uh, breakfast egg muffins for this. And it's just a fun little thing. And we're going to utilize actually two sale items from Little General. We're going to utilize the large white eggs that are on sale for $3.99 a dozen. And we're going to utilize that pork sausage for $89 a pound. We're also going to utilize a half cup of chopped onion, a quarter cup of chopped green pepper, half teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of garlic powder, a half teaspoon, a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, excuse me, a quarter teaspoon of 
pepper, and a half cup of shredded cheddar cheese. Um, this is a very easy, fun to serve, and fun to eat dish. Uh, you're going to preheat your oven to 350 with your large skillet. You're going to cook the sausage over medium heat until it's no longer pink, and then you're going to break it into crumbles and drain it. In a large bowl, beat those eggs. Uh, add in your onion, your green pepper, your salt, your garlic powder, and your pepper. And just stir in that crumbled sausage and cheese. Then you're going to spoon about one-third cupful into greased muffin cups. And again, it's another opportunity to utilize the bacon grease or whatever you normally grease your muffin pans with is absolutely fine. And you're going to bake those until, again, the knife gets inserted in the center. It comes out nice and clean. There you're looking for about 20 to 25 minutes. And uh, they are uh, cute to look at and fun to eat. And just a, just a different way to have a fun surprise for those you cook for at home. We're going to utilize again that pork sausage and eggs. This time, we're going to make what's called a sausage egg and cheddar farmer's breakfast. A good combination. We're going to add in hash browns to this mix. Uh, it's a great way to warm up on a cold winter morning. And we still have a few of those left, don't we? Uh, this calls for six large eggs and again a dozen of large white eggs are on sale for $3.99 a dozen at little general stores everywhere. We're going to have one-third cup of 2% milk, half a teaspoon of dried parsley flakes, a quarter teaspoon of salt, six ounces of that of pork sausage. Again, that is on sale $4.89 a pound, a tablespoon of butter, a one-and-a-half cup of frozen cubed hash brown potatoes thawed. You can take the time to make your own, but it just moves it along a little quicker. You can get those pretty much uh, anywhere. Uh, and even uh, a half cup of chopped onion. Remember, your onions are available at Little General Convenience Stores. It depends how much onion you like. If you if you want to back it down to a quarter, that's fine. If you really like onions like Roger Bouchard, you can bounce that up uh, to a half cup. It depends on how much onion you enjoy. One cup of shredded cheddar cheese. And one option... You have that bacon we talked about. Maybe you use it in your other dish. Well, you can add uh, crumbled bacon. You can add uh, minced chives and even half cherry tomatoes to this dish if you do wish. The directions are easy enough. Whisk the eggs, milk, parsley, and salt. Set it aside. And you're going to get a, uh, a cast iron or some other heavy skillet to cook that sausage over medium heat. It won't be pink. Remove it. Drain it. In that same skillet, heat the butter over medium heat. Then put in your potatoes and your onion. Give them a stir and cook them. They'll tenderize in about five to, cent, five to seven minutes. And then you can return that uh, sausage to the pan. Now you're just going to add in the egg mixture. You're going to cook and give it a stir until it's almost set. Sprinkle the top with cheese. Cover it and cook until that cheese melts. That only takes a minute or two. Now, if you want those options, you can add in that top of crumbled bacon, uh, the chopped chives, or even the half cherry tomatoes. It's your kitchen. The choice is yours. And uh, we're not done yet with this extravaganza. Ah, see that? That extravaganza? Yes, I know. Uh, ham and cheddar breakfast casserole. So now we're going to utilize that ham off the bone by Hummer Brothers on sale for five eighty nine a pound. And we're going to get it sliced a little thicker than we would, say, for a sandwich. But it is um, going to work wonderfully for this ham and cheddar breakfast casserole. It's easy cheesy. I know. I'm a little cheesy myself. Uh, the... Ingredients, you're going to get a dozen large white eggs again on sale. Three ninety nine a dozen at low general convenience store, so why pay more? One cup of 2% milk, one teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of pepper. 
You're going to use, again, a, a package of those frozen shredded hash brown potatoes, thawed. It's about 30 ounces you're looking for there. Uh, two cups of cubed fully cooked ham. It's roughly about a pound. Uh, we are looking for one medium onion chopped and four cups of shredded cheddar cheese. First thing you do is whisk together the ingredients, the four main ingredients. And uh, we're talking about the, the eggs, the milk, the salt, the pepper. Uh, you're going to uh, place a third of the potatoes in a greased five to six a quart slow cooker. And then you're going to layer with a third of each of the following. A third of the ham, a third of the onion, a third of the cheese. Repeat layers twice. Pour the egg mixture over the top. And you're going to refrigerate and cover this overnight. Then you're going to cook uncovered uh, on uh, you're going to cook covered, excuse me, on low for four to five hours until the casserole becomes set. The edges begin to brown. At that point, you can turn off your slow cooker and let it sit uncovered 30 minutes before serving so it all settles together. But that utilizes the Hamel Brothers ham off the bone, five eighty nine a pound, and the eggs that are on sale at little general stores. So there's so many things you can do. I guess the only thing you can't do with eggs is pizza. Or can you? That's right. We have a brunch pizza. It's a 15-minute prep of 25-minute bake. And it says nice zippy pizza. Uh, the ingredients, one tube of refrigerated crescent rolls. That's about an 8-ounce package. Uh, we're going to utilize the bulk por- the pork sausage on sale. Again, four eighty nine dollars a pound. Uh, five large white eggs, and again, they're on sale for three ninety nine a pound, a quarter cup of 2% milk, a half teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of pepper, and one cup of those frozen shredded hash browns, one cup of shredded cheddar cheese, and two tablespoons of grated Parmesan cheese. The ingredients of there, the method couldn't be easier. Preheat your oven to 375. Separate the crescent roll doughs into eight triangles and place on an ungreased 12-inch round pizza pan with points towards the center. Press it over the bottom and up the side to form a crust. And then seal the perforations and then just simply set it aside. Then in a large nonstick skillet, cook up that sausage over medium heat. Uh, five to seven minutes, break up the sausage into crumbles, drain it, transfer it to the pizza crust. Now wipe out the skillet. In a large bowl, beat those eggs, milk, salt, and pepper. Pour it into the same skillet and then cook and stir over medium heat until it's almost set. When it's almost set, just spoon it over the sausage. The last step, sprinkle the pizza with the hash browns, the cheddar cheese, and Parmesan. And then bake it all at 375 until the crust becomes that golden brown you're looking for. And you're looking probably at 25 to 30 minutes in, in, in that span. So the bake time around 25 minutes, the prep time 15 minutes. And in case you're wondering, yes, you can have a brunch pizza utilizing those eggs on sale for $3.99 a dozen. And, of course, that one pound of bulk pork sausage. All right, there's our egg extravaganza, an excellent array of recipes to use those large white eggs. We're going to take a short break here on Recipe for a Good Day. When we do return, we are going to be talking with 
One of our own here, Brenda Montague, one of the sales staff uh, here at WNRI, who um, is my fudge queen. Uh, she makes me my fudge, which keeps me very happy here at WNRI. This week uh, in the primetime talk show, I was eating strawberry cheesecake fudge, a uh, very interesting recipe. It was absolutely delicious. And some of the listeners said, hey, I'd like that. So Brenda's going to join us, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. This is a recipe for a good day. Thank you for making us part of your routine. Now, we do give those recipes quick. We don't expect you to write it all down, but we hope you go to lowgeneral.com to take those notes, and you can pause and stop it as you wish. Here's a message all about it. Oh, fully! I forgot to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. How do I go shopping now? What's on sale this week? I don't know what to feed Funky the Monkey. Well, Anna Marie, we have you covered all at LilGeneral.com. That's where you can find out what's on sale this week at all Little General locations. And now can listen to past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Just go to LilGeneral.com. You'll see the tab for the weekly flyer. Click that. You'll see the specials this week at all Little General locations. And at the bottom of the page... You'll see the link to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. So if you miss a show or are unable to write down a recipe, now you can go listen anytime at your time at littlegeneral.com. Looking what you got cooking, the answer I always hope to hear from Brenda is fudge. She's my fudge mentor here. She she makes a wonderful home fudge that I enjoy deeply. My favorite is the white chocolate fudge she makes because it's a fudge you just don't see a lot of. There's always you know dark chocolate, brown chocolate, peanut butter and chocolate, chocolate, chocolate and everything under the kitchen sink. But just a nice plain white chocolate, which I am a fan of. It's my it's my second favorite thing about Easter. Uh, my first favorite thing are the peeps. Well, I guess, wait a minute. The first favorite thing is my salvation. <laughs> That's true. The second favorite thing is the peeps. The third favorite thing is the white chocolate rabbit. So I guess we're going to get that pecking order right. <laughs> salvation, that's probably the best thing about Easter, isn't it, Brenda? Yes, it really uh, is. Good uh, morning, Jack. Good morning, Brenda. Brenda is <laughs> part of our sales staff here at WNRI. And uh, she made this fudge I was eating the other day. First of all, did you enjoy the... Extravaganza oh, of eggs I'm we covered there. Definitely going to make oh that gosh. because it looks like it's yeah, portion it nice? Yeah, it's portion control is uh, big. It looks really good, um, actually. Do you yes. know how to make an egg roll? An egg roll? No, I don't. You know how to make an egg roll? No. Well, it's pretty easy. You just give it. You give it a little push. <laughs> Did something funny happen? Yeah. You'd never know it. Thank you, thank you. You gotta be careful around those what you say around uh, those those eggs, uh, egg whites. You know they can't take a yolk. <laughs> Terrible. But you spend a lot of time in the now you write good copy too on your spots, but I wanna ask you this about eggs. What's the pro I, I was trying I didn't want to say it earlier because I wasn't sure. Is it right to say egg whites is white or is it right to say egg yolks are white? Um, I just think egg egg whites are egg whites, and the yolks are the yolks. Yeah, but if you were to say the is or the are, and oh. you say egg yolks is white, or do you say egg yolks are white? I say are. Are what? <laughs> <laughs> it's still early, Jeff. It's the first time this joke <laughs> doesn't work in my life. <laughs> Normally, the person says, well, you say they are white. 
And, oh. then, and then I would say, no, they're yellow. <laughs> oh, okay. We should have went over this first. No, because then <laughs> it wouldn't have been funny to you. It would have been funny to That's them. That's right. That's it would have been funny to you. So I use that in restaurants oh. all the time. Oh, that's And you know how busy breakfast servers are. Yes. Some giggle and some hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Little egg yolks are yellow. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Yes. Anyway, I like that. Um, I was eating some strawberry cheesecake fudge. And the audience of Primetime Talk wanted the recipe, so I told them I would try to see if Brenda could share it on recipe for a good day. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a very innovative uh, thing you were doing in the kitchen and some great um, great improvising mm-hmm. on that. And it all worked, mm-hmm. which I guess isn't always the case when you improvise in the kitchen. Is right. It? Yeah, this is a, a, an easier way. Um, you know, to make it. First question about fudge. Is fudge fudge? Is there is the cooking method the same regardless if it's, you know, the panucci fudge or the pistachio? Or is, is it greatly vary fudge to fudge? It, it really varies. Uh, okay. Like the panucci uh, takes the longest time. Really? Yeah, it's about well, a half an hour. Now I feel guilty for liking panucci <laughs> so much. <laughs> it, it's expensive because of the, the walnuts, you know, if you put the nuts. But you can make the panucci without the nuts. Yeah, that's how I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, um, but that's but that one takes a little bit more time opposed to like if you use the can or if you use condensed milk. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the panucci is the one that takes the longest. Interesting. Time. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. was this the first time you made the strawberry cheesecake fudge that I enjoyed the other day? Yes, it was. I I just wanted a quick recipe after you told me how much oh. you pay a pound. Right. I think you said fourteen ninety nine a pound, and I'm yeah. like, well, I got to see if I can make this. The and wife it, rarely allows me to. Um, yeah, and Brenda only charges me thirteen ninety nine a pound. So <laughs> hey, that's a buy. <laughs> so that came out well. Um, the wife very rarely lets me get a pound oh. because I found I eat the pound as fast as I eat the half pound. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, I have no willpower. But uh, here's here's how I asked Brenda if she could share her method and the recipe, mm-hmm. um, so folks at home can try this. Uh, and it really was delightful. Uh, so I'm going to let you talk about this uh, strawberry cheesecake fudge you made. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Um, yeah, I love to share it. It's a very easy thing. Um, like I said, this is the strawberry cheesecake fudge. If you don't like strawberry, you can add whatever jelly or jam that you like or preserve. Um, so you're going to need one 10-ounce white chocolate chips, um, one 14-ounce cream cheese, uh, four tablespoons of uh, melted butter, um, a half a cup of strawberry jam, and two cups of graham cracker crush, um, you know, and how I can tell that it's two cups, I just, you know, the package that the graham crackers come in, it's, you know, and I just crush them up and there's your two, cu- you know, two cups. So it's about the whole, one of the whole packages. Yeah, like, the, yeah, the packages yeah. are. Sometimes yeah. you buy a box, it's two packages, we're talking oh, about yeah. one package. One package, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing you do is put the oven on 350, uh, preheat the oven. Um, you can get that going and then you can pull out your 8 by 8 pan that you have in your home. If you have one, are you using a metal pan? Do you use glass? You can pan? use a metal or glass. It yeah. does not matter because you're going to put the parchment paper right on top. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, and then I was leery of it too because with the parchment paper, you wouldn't think that it would work, but it does. So you put the parchment paper down, and then you spray the nonstick spray on top of the parchment paper, and uh, just so it doesn't stick. 
Mm-hmm. I've been using parchment more and more at home. Oh, really? I, I found my it's got so many uses. I had it under the cupboard for years. Right. I only started using it recently. <laughs> well, that's a good, and it saves on cooking and cleaning. Yeah, that's you what know, the wife likes the about it. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, it saves that. Uh, you know the uh, washing of the dish. Yes, exactly. Nobody likes that. And a happy wife is <laughs> a happy, happy life. life. <laughs> So then um, what you do is you cook the, the uh, graham crackers. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to crush the graham crackers with the two tablespoons of butter. And uh, you're going to melt the two tablespoons of butter and you're going to mix it in with the uh, crushed graham crackers. You're going to do that for seven minutes. You're going to let that cool. And then while that's doing its magic, you are going to take your 10-ounce. Let's say now that the graham crackers are cooled off, you're going to take the 10-ounce white chocolate chips and uh, two tablespoons of butter. And you are going to uh, put that in the microwave for 30 seconds. Okay, and if you have the real cheap ones, like sometimes I get, uh, it might take a little bit longer, but just steer it, steer it, you know, until it's uh, melted. And then what you're going to do is... Microwaves do vary. Oh, they do. (laughs) So just check that. But, you know, 30 seconds, but if you buy the good uh, Gyrodelli chips, it'll take, you know, probably 30 Mm -hmm. seconds. But in my case, a little bit longer. Mm, It tastes just as good. (laughs) And then it's you're going to take one 14 ounce of the cream cheese uh, once that's melted and you're going to combine both. You're just going to stir it in the bowl. And once that is uh, stirred in completely and mixed, you're going to just dump that right over your um, graham crackers and you're going to, you know, smooth it out. Just put it in there. And then you're going to take your half a cup of strawberry jam and just pour it on. Take a knife and you can make a little marbled, uh, you know, design swirls, swirls yeah. or however you like to do it. Mickey Mouse ears. Yes, you your, your favorite Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> and um, that'll be your signature, Yeah, you know. And, um, you know, a lot of people like the um, to, you know, really use their... Uh, imagination with that and uh so yeah you can uh, just put that over it and then all you do is you stick that in the refrigerator and uh you wait about three hours and you can uh <laughs> indulge in <laughs> strawberry about, cheesecake uh, and i wipe it out in 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> which you're just supposed to have like a little square um you know just because it is <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it is delicious and oh, it's a it little was uh, wonderful dessert. and so creative. Oh, thanks. And you, like, like for instance, the use of the graham cracker crust is something you don't see very often. I've never seen it in the fudge shop, and I've been in one or two. Oh, really? Uh, That's well, interesting. More yeah. like twelve, twenty. Uh, the thing about the recipe is you can probably alternate your fruit. So your strawberry, the blueberry, maybe an orange, maybe an apricot, whatever you like. Uh, have fun and experiment with it. Oh, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to get really creative, you can go for the real, um, you know, you know, other types. Other, yeah. yeah I mean, if you can get that. Oh, yeah. I whatever mean, you want to do. Oh, of course. Yeah. The, the fudge world is yours. It's, it's yes, the world is your oyster, so, so to right. speak. Well, thanks for sharing that recipe. Oh, well. And uh, thanks for sharing your fudge, <laughs> even more importantly. You are welcome. And uh, I look forward to the next experiment. Yes. From the Fudge Kitchen of Brenda Montague. Uh, you can always, if you have a business and you're looking for a sponsorship, give Brenda a call. She can help you, set you up with uh, with a spot as well. A little plug there for, I guess, thanks what you do. Thanks for the plug uh, there, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. I okay. uh, appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. So there it is, as promised, the fudge recipe for the strawberry cheesecake fudge. And it was absolutely creative and outstanding.
especially I enjoyed that the graham cracker crumbles. Um, but I'm pretty sure you could. Uh, I'd like to be interesting to try it. whatever your 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 fruit uh, preference is. Uh, go ahead and try it. Um, experiment. Have some fun with that. The, the the thing that we were talking about on the side is uh, as uh, jam preserves. Hmm. So we may do a little bit of experimenting. Uh, the preserves may have a little bit more of the type, of, you know, the strawberry seed and things of that nature. Um, so you can experiment a little bit with that in your kitchen too, as fudge. A little sweet treat here on your recipe for a good day. A little something different. The sweets for the sweet fudge the topic. Speaking of topics, in a moment we're going to be back with your new edition of Reynolds Wrap. If you have a question from your kitchen or a recipe you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Just email the show at asktheshef at wnri.com. That's asktheshef at wnri.com. Reynolds Wrap makes this whole cooking and cleanup thing so easy. Reynolds Wrap makes good food better. The great thing about Reynolds Wrap is it's the one wrap you can depend on. Just a little Reynolds Wrap can do more for a woman than any other wrap. Good morning, my fellow gastronomes. This morning, I'd like to touch on seed oils. What they are, what they do, and what place they have in the American kitchen. It might be a bit hard to swallow... No pun intended, seeing that the majority of home cooks in America are using a cooking oil that is processed from the seeds of a plant. Today's plan centers around listing, defining, and identifying the various types and smoke points of modern-day cooking fats. Now let's start by defining the term smoke point. The smoke point of any fat is that which it begins to smoke after being put in a hot pan. When you plan on frying or sautéing, it's good to allow the pan to heat up on a medium setting for a couple of minutes to ensure the food doesn't stick. Not all cooking agents are obviously the same. Let's talk about what seed oils are. Seed oils contain three types of fat in varying amounts. Saturated, monounsaturated, and polyunsaturated fats. Seed oil critics have zeroed in on polyunsaturated fats, which contain both omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. Omega-3, which is found in foods such as salmon, tuna, and walnuts, is critical for heart and brain health. Omega-6, however, well, it's had a murkier reputation. Previously, it was largely considered unhealthy because of its link to inflammation, Bobby Parrish of Florida has a YouTube channel called Flav City, and he explains the way to find healthy alternatives to these inflammatory oils. You oftentimes hear me talk about avoiding processed inflammatory oils like canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, soybean oil. I talk about it all the time, and I say replace those in your cooking and the food you eat in the middle aisles with extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, virgin coconut oil, grass-fed ghee, the better-for-you oils. But a lot of people say, that's great, but when do I use them? How do I know when to use extra virgin olive oil versus avocado oil? When do I use ghee versus virgin coconut oil? But I want to start on something. Very, very interesting because so many people use cooking oil sprays, including me. This is the undisputed leader going back to the 80s when I was growing up. 
forget about the fact for a second that it's canola oil in here, which is the processed inflammatory oil. How does the oil come out of the canister? Well, if you read the back here, it says it comes out with a chemical propellant. And they don't tell you what the propellant is, but when you start to look online, it's very easy to find out. It's either butane or propane. Propane is the same stuff that comes into your gas grill, and butane could be the same stuff they spray to get the deodorant out of the antiperspirant. The problem, experts point out, is that we typically eat more than that because seed oils are found in some unhealthy, highly processed foods, such as baked goods, candy, margarine, ugh, crackers, mayonnaise, salad dressings, and potato chips. They're also commonly used as frying oils, which is where heat becomes a factor. Now, some of the products I'm referring to, and, and please do not consider this segment as an anti-cooking oil. I'm merely pointing out why some of these are guilty as charged on less than admirable cooking fats. I cannot stress this enough. Read the labels. You ever feel mentally exhausted through the day, even though you had enough sleep? You ever get cranky or unable to function before lunch or mid-afternoon? These are just some of the symptoms of eating unhealthy seed oils, also known as vegetable oils, according to Dr. Kate, author of The Fat Burn Mix and Deep Nutrition. Other side effects of such fats can include weight gain, anxiety, mood swings, migraines, and other type of headaches. Seed oils are the most common fats found in packaged foods and, yes, on restaurant menus. And they make up the largest share of fat in a typical American diet, but this certainly doesn't make them healthy. Here are the most widely used unhealthy fats, according to Dr. Kate. Canola oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, grapeseed oil, rice bran oil, safflower oil, soybean oil, and sunflower oil. Now, they're usually refined, so then even unrefined and cold-pressed versions of these oils pose the same health risks because the oils are naturally rich in polyunsaturated fats. She says getting away from these is like a fog has lifted. That's what many people tell Dr. Kate after they stop eating seed oils. Other benefits include unlocking the ability to burn body fat, fewer headaches, a much better mood, less anxiety, and overall enhanced mental performance. Less craving for sugar is another perk, which is why Dr. Kate calls these oils the gateway drug to sugar addiction. When you eat them, the resulting combination of locked up body fat and depleted mental energy makes you reach for junk food, especially the sugary or starchy kind. The good news is that it's relatively easy to upgrade your oil choices with healthier options full of good-for-you fats. These are her, Bobby Parrish's, and my top choice of multi-purpose oils that can be eaten cold and used for all types of cooking. Almond oil, avocado oil, which has the highest smoke point at 520 degrees, unsalted butter, cocoa butter, coconut oil, especially extra virgin, that has a smoke point of 375 degrees, ghee, which is an Indian-style clarified butter, the smoke point there is 485 degrees, peanut oil, beef tallow, and lard, which is made from pork fat. My friends, it's possible to purchase and enjoy all sorts of cooking techniques, including frying at home. All it really takes is knowledge of what you want to feed your body for healthier eating and to treat yourself right. If you have more questions about this, feel free to contact me at the station.
or email us at askthechef at wnri.com. I hope you find this helpful and on your way to cooking better and eating better. For Recipe for a Good Day, sponsored by Little General Stores, I'm Johnny Reynolds, and that's a wrap. Reynolds Wrap, wouldn't you hate to be without it? A Recipe for a Good Day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your neighborhood store. Why fight the lines at the big box chains when Little General Convenience Stores has what you need? Selling only the best quality brands like Gorelick Farms, Boston Salads Prepared Foods, KM and Purdue. Little General also sells lottery, tobacco products, and yes, of course, your stop for your daily newspapers. Weekly specials change every Monday, so check online at littlegeneral.com for this week's specials. Plus, littlegeneral.com is the place to go for the delicious recipes you heard here on A Recipe for a Good Day. So whether you're picking up food or products for your home, or if you're looking for food or coffee on the go, shop your neighborhood store. Little General Convenience Stores open eight days a week. Recipe for a good day with you on your Wednesday morning. We got about eight or nine minutes left of the program. Um, I want to point out that that corn beef rounds from Hummel Brothers are on sale right now, nine eighty nine a pound. You may be wondering, is it too soon for me to buy that for my St. Patrick's Day corned beef and cabbage dinner? How far in advance can you? Buy a corned beef round. Well, first thing, uh, you want to take a look at the expiration date, of course, on anything you do buy. And remember, these packages often do come sealed up of the corned beef rounds that you find. Uh, and you can talk to your deli operator at the little general convenience store that you do frequent. But um, often... It can be, remember, frozen uh, and used in the future. Uh, if you, if your uh, product happens to be a sealed product, uh, you'll see a uh, date on that sealing uh, and just go by that date. It's simple. Uh, and if the date is after March 17th, then you can just go ahead and keep it right in your fridge. Um, but remember, if you do freeze it, you'll be in good shape. Uh, and that could last up to three months in your freezer. So, yeah, you can go ahead because you just don't know uh, in the, today's market if the prices will hold. But Hummel Brothers, it is a premier meat. I mean, I had the Hummel Brothers oven brown turkey breast, picked it up a pound of it this weekend. It's all gone. Um, it was so perfect, I got to tell you. And, yes, the Hummel Brothers products across the board, including the corned beef rounds, are also Perfect. It's perfection on Hummel Brothers. Um, so you can uh, pick it up. If you've got the fridge space, don't think twice. Go ahead. Why well, make a, another trip to the store? Plus, remember, your early selection is the best. So go ahead. Um, if, you, if you don't have a blackout or a power outage and you have that uh, fridge availability, it's easy to keep and easy to eat, of course. Uh, if you open the package, though... Uh, and you do a break a seal, well, at that point in time, you got about four days to uh, consume it, but you can freeze it just fine, uh, and you could always cut it in half as well, and freeze half if you don't uh, want to eat the whole thing at one point in time. And it's always easy enough to tell if corned beef is bad or not. 
Uh, if it's remember, corned beef is uh, a pickle and full of salt, so it's not easy to go bad. Um, and if it doesn't pass the smell test or if it feels real slimy on the surface, then probably you shouldn't eat it. Or if it smells like all the spices have been pickled in. Um, but if it smells like a sulfur or rotten eggs, then I would cut your losses and toss it. But it's unlikely, again, it's a highly salted meat and already uh, pickled. Uh, we're going to talk about, not this week, but cooking your corned beef, of course, in cabbage dinner. Very likely... I think we're going to cover it next week uh, just to get a little bit in advance of the St. Patrick's Day. If we waited to the following week, I think you'd have a day or two uh, to uh, catch it online. So we're going to put it up next week on the show. We're going to talk about corned beef and uh, cabbage dinners and also a few things. But, hey, speaking about the uh, the recipes, uh, we do have uh, five minutes of the program left. I do have a $10 little general gift card. So if we do have somebody that has a recipe, we'll take one right now on the program, 7690600. And I'll give you this, uh, this right. Oh, that, that was a pen that fell on the floor. But I have here in my hand a $10 little general gift card. If you have a recipe you want to share, you can give us a call here in the um, last five minutes of the program. We'll get this to you, usable on any one of these sale items. So it's been a very busy week. I do believe this is coming in. And if you are for recipe for a good day, then you've made it through to the program. Hello. 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 Welcome to recipe for a good day. You mentioned a couple of days ago you like uh, noodles and Dina likes rice. You can have both. I make my chicken soup, but I don't put my noodles in it because we don't eat the whole pot at once and it muddies it up. I cook my noodles. I put them in a fine strainer and run them under the cold water real, real good. Then I put them in the bowl and put them in the fridge. And then when we want soup, I'll take, put some soup in the bowl and some of the noodles and put it in the microwave. I think you can do that with the rice, I think, too. But I don't think you have to rinse the rice. Well, I know I never put my pasta in the soup pot. And I never store it in the soup uh, stock because where does your broth go? <laughs> yeah, it seems like you lose it all. <laughs> but that way you can both have uh, what you like. So you can have your rice and noodles and eat it too. Yes. Yeah, so to speak. Um, uh, did you, I, I made? Did you make any uh, soup this winter? What type of soup to have you made? Oh, I make. <coughs> I can't tell you how many pots of chicken soup. But once in a while, I'll do a, a beef barley soup, mm-hmm. and, or I'll do a beef bean soup. And I've said it before, I have these little packages of frozen hamburg. So I can use frozen hamburg, you know, just put in a thing, let it pot, my, and let it. My next goal is a pork soup. Pork soup? Yeah, I want to make a soup with some sort of pork product. I'm going to give it a try. I get oh. I get bored easily. <laughs> it, it, it might work. It might not work. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> we'll find out how yeah. you make. Oh. Yeah, you know, I just get bored and silly sometimes. Uh, thank you very much, Helen. Did you want to pick a cup a card up, or what do you want to do, dear? We could pick it up. Uh, very good. Well, you know where we. You know Friday. where we. You know where we are, right? Oh, definitely. We have I'm, not moved. That's the good news. Oh, probably Friday. Okay, uh, then. Okay. We'll see you then. 
Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to go right to the next line and say, Caller, welcome to the Recipe for a Good Day. You'll be the uh, last call today. But what recipe do you have to share with us today? Good morning. I have a very simple, quick chicken delight. All right. Delight us with recipe. your chicken. Okay. First of all, you start with some sort of boneless chicken. I usually buy the chicken tenders. You can buy a boneless breast and then you just cut it up into smaller chunks. Sure. So either way. So about three pounds of that. Oh. Saute it. Get it to be like a little oven brown, you know, golden brown. Sure. So saute it first with some oil or butter. And then you take a big, you know, you take a, a, a pan to put it in the oven, an oven baking pan. Put the chicken down on the bottom of the pan and then... Put two cans of cream of chicken soup, cream of chicken. Mm. Just pour that right over the, the chicken tenders or the chicken breasts. Then you coat the top of that with breadcrumbs. Put it on a thin layer of breadcrumbs. Put it in the oven, usually around 350, 20, 25, 30 minutes, maybe at the most. And then like the last two or three minutes, you have to be very careful because it browns very fast. I turn the broiler on and I just kind of brown, brown that top of right. the, the chicken, uh, you know, the 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 the, uh, the breadcrumbs. Bread crumb yeah. The breadcrumbs, and it's good to go. Because we Very know browning means flavor, yeah. Yes, it's called Tam Tam Chicken. Tam Tam Chicken, is that something you picked up on your trip in the uh, southern uh, countries? No, no, I picked that up somewhere from Mr. Google. Oh, Mr. Oh, the good old <laughs> Mr. Google, I get it, yeah. Yeah. I I've often talk that. to Mr. Google before programs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we all do. I've made that a number of times. It's very easy and it's delicious. Oh, it sounds good. You can, you can season the chicken as you like. You know, you can put some rosemary or, or you know, garlic, salt, and pepper when you're sauteing the chicken. And uh, it comes out very, very good. And it's very easy. Boy, those cream of soups are just wonderful yep. to, to add into anything. Yep, two uh, cans. You need about two cans to go over the top nicely. I'm planning on utilizing those more. I just picked up cream of celery, cream of mushroom, cream of chicken, cream of cream. <laughs> I just went down the aisle and said, I'm going to utilize these somehow, some way. So I'll utilize it. I'll try that uh, cream of chicken and the breadcrumbs and the boneless chicken breast. Thanks, Red. Um, okay. there's, there's a gift card here. You know where we are. I know where you are. Yep. Uh, we have not moved. Thank you for being with okay. us, Red. That's good to know. Bye. Thank you. Uh, there is a couple of quick recipes here on the back door of the program. Thank you for participating. And don't forget some of the great sale items on sale this week. We've talked about those corned beef rounds by Hummel Brothers. It's only nine eighty nine a pound. Perfect for your St. Patrick's Day dinners. We'll be talking about corned beef and cabbage and more on next week's program. We had an extravagant show today. Extravagant. Yes, I did it again. With the large white eggs on sale for three ninety nine a dozen. The pork sausage, four eighty nine a pound. And that Hummel Brothers ham off the bone, five eighty nine a pound. A few of those egg recipes available for you following this uh, live broadcast at lowgeneral.com on the replay. From North, um, from excuse me, Central Falls Provision Bake Loaf on sale, four eighty nine a pound. The Purdue Carving Turkey Breast, eight eighty nine a pound. From Boston Salads, the Seafood and Shrimp Salad, just eight forty nine a pound. And of course, that ribeye steak, the premier meat you're looking for. And uh, hey, maybe you get a grill going today. The ribeye steak, just nine eighty nine a pound. But take advantage of that large white eggs. Box chains have them at a much higher price, three ninety nine a dozen large white eggs at Little General stores everywhere.